This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to uh, the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. It's time again for Popit Popit Parliament, where we bring you highlights from the Day One Riot. Since it's Tuesday, today's session kicked off with the Prime Minister's question time. So you'll mostly be hearing a lot from RPM, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim. So the first question came from Goping MP Tan Ka Hing, who wanted to know uh, about the outcomes of overseas visits, including foreign investment commitments to the country. Anwar replied that the government has secured over 200 billion ringgit in investment commitments from a total of uh, 17 working trips overseas, which included potential investments worth over 170 billion ringgit from China. Sejak menjawat jawatan, saya hadir beberapa mesyuarat berkala termasuk ASEAN, beberapa mesyuarat rasmi ASEAN dan juga PBB, 17 lawatan keluar negara ASEAN, negara-negara ASEAN, China, Amerika Syarikat, Emirah uh, Arab Satu, Arab Saudi. Ke negara China, March 2023, potensi pelaburan 170 bilion ringgit dan uh, esok insyaAllah Jili akan uh, bersama saya ke Tanjung Malim untuk melaksanakan dan penambahan projek besar-besaran Automotive High Tech Valley Dengan sendirinya menyangkal kebimbangan atau dakwaan bahawa pengumuman itu tidak semestinya dilaksanakan dalam kes ini berlaku. Begitu juga bila Elon Musk memberikan jaminan, ibu pejabat di Cyberjaya itu dijangka siap bulan ini juga. So the Prime Minister added that his visit to New York attracted nearly 5 billion ringgit in potential investments for Malaysia, including from Google, Boeing, Medtronic and Siemens Healthineers, while his trip to the United Arab Emirates also saw commitments from the President, Sheikh Mohammed Zayed Al Nahyan, for investments worth over 40 billion ringgit in renewable energy, logistics and aerospace. Meanwhile, addressing the delay in project approvals, Anwar said the government will be looking to expedite them in order to enhance the ease of doing business in the country. Bila diluluskan, yang disebut ease of doing business itu kadang-kadang masih ada masalah. Jadi itu saya telah menetapkan supaya kita lakukan perubahan yang agak mendadak, bukan saja one-stop center di MITI, tetapi datang kuasa tindakan penerasan pelaburan dan perdagangan di bawah menteri MITI dengan kerjasama JPM Jabatan Perdana Menteri dan ini akan memastikan projek-projek itu diluluskan dalam dengan kadar segera so, moving on to maybe a lighter moment, the next question directed to the Prime Minister by Pendang MP Datuk Haji Awang Hashim began with laughter from other MPs uh, because he kind of started off with an uplifting pantun about how he missed debating with the PM but then forgot to actually get to the question at hand resulting in Dewan Rakyat Speaker Tan Sri Johari Abdul moving him along. Senamola dengan pantun Tan Sri Andiputua angkat Perang, angkat parang, pergi ke kebun. Pergi ke kebun, menaiki kuda. Rumah tampau, Port Dixon dan kini tambun. Soalan saya, nombor dua. Bacakan, bacakan. Baca soalan. Pantun-pantunlah. Soalan kena baca. 
Okey, okey, okey. Baca, baca, baca. Okey, bagi bagi dia orang gelak bagi habis dulu. Kita baca, okey. Okey, baik, terima kasih. Uh, terima kasih hari ini saya dapat uh, berkomunikasi terus dengan yang amat berhormat uh, Tambun yang mana Teruskan, teruskan baca, baca. Rindu dendam kita. Baca uh, soalan. So, the uh, laughter aside, uh, Dato' Haji Awang then proceeded to ask a very serious question to the PM on the effectiveness of the government's measures in addressing the impact of the ringgit's depreciation against the US dollar. Uh, in response to this, Anwar said that the government will carry out numerous measures including de-dollarization in international trade and that he has invited several countries like Indonesia, Thailand, China to use the ringgit while trading with Malaysia to help ASEAN countries reduce trade dependence on the US dollar. Kemudian dalam beberapa sidang saya bincang dengan negara China dan juga di ASEAN Jakarta meminta supaya kita gunakan wang nilai wang tempatan local currency untuk berdagang. China sambut baik. Jadi sekadar 20 ke 28% pelaburan yang besar sebenarnya 10 bilion ringgit itu dalam tidak menggunakan dolar tapi menggunakan ringgit dan ini tidak menjejaskan dari segi kehilangan atau kesusutan nilai ringgit begitu juga dengan Thailand setakat ini yang kita berjaya menggunakan local currency adalah Indonesia Thailand dan negara China tapi tidak semua bidang terutama kalau dia terlibat dalam commodity international trade so the Prime Minister reiterated that the value of the ringgit had no connection with fundamentals, but was influenced instead by the United States Federal Reserve, which had raised its interest rates. So he added that with clear policies in the economy as well as investments, including in the areas of energy transition, this will lead to the strengthening of the currency. Aihitam MP, Dr. Sri Dr. B. Kasyong, then raised the concern that de-dollarization comes with many challenges. A lot of countries are highly dependent on the dollar. And he asked if large Corporations would have enough savings in ringgit to increase demand for the Malaysian currency. To which the Prime Minister responded that some GLICs and local private corporations have anyway already begun to trade in local currencies. So, Albany negara menetapkan dalam nilai ekspor untuk import digunakan ringgit memang benar sebahagian. Dia tidak dapat mewajibkan, tetapi saya puas hati kerana GLIC itu utamanya dan beberapa syarikat tempatan yang besar mengambil kira hal ini. Dengan sesedemikian, kalau semuanya guna dolar, itu tentunya ringgit akan lebih tercabar. Tetapi banyak yang malah ada beberapa syarikat yang cuba gunakan dolar dan simpanan di sini ringgit supaya transaction itu memperkuatkan kedudukan, menggunakan ringgit dan oleh itu ada yang mencecah sampai 70% ringgit dalam transaction. Jadi ini saya ingat satu sikap yang bertanggungjawab oleh sektor swasta dan GLIC kerajaan. The final question asked to the Prime Minister today was from Keningau MP Datuk Sri Dr. Jeffrey Kittingan who wanted to know when the government would be giving focus, attention and sufficient funds to accelerate the development and economy of Sabah and Sarawak. Walau bagaimanapun, saya difahamkan bahawa peruntukan sebanyak 1 bilion yang telah diumumkan untuk pembangunan dan kerja-kerja naik taraf uh, kawasan Sabah dan Sabah Sarawak termasuk kompleksi IQS uh, dan jalan raya uh, belum dibagi sepenuhnya menyebabkan pembangunan ini terbantut 
sedangkan di pihak Kalimantan semuanya sudah siap. Soalan saya, bilakah dan apakah tindakan kerjaan untuk mengatasi kekangan ini dan bolehkah kerjaan mempertimbangkan keperluan di sempadan yang lain yaitu sempadan Brunei Sarawak di Sundumin di mana cross border trading berlaku dan sedang memasat tetapi tidak mempunyai sebarang kemudahan to that, the Prime Minister admitted that border development on the Malaysian side in Sabah and Sarawak has been relatively slow in comparison, in comparison to what's happening on the other side of the border with Indonesia, following the relocation of the capital from Jakarta to Nusantara in East Kalimantan. But he said this is partly due to the allocation of 1 billion ringgit, which was only recently approved this year. I Indonesia Kalau ICQS dia lebih baik dan pejabat custom dan immigration lebih baik kerana kita agak lewat. Tapi kali ini seperti mana saya telah sebut, telah yang siap telah jalankan dan masing-masing kementerian dimintakan, diminta supaya menyegerakan dan sekarang dengan rundingan terserah kepada kementerian dan kerajaan negeri. Tetapi saya ingin tegaskan bahawa satu bilion ringgit itu untuk 2023 maknanya Kementerian di arah supaya menyegerakan. So Anwar then said he had also asked Deputy Prime Minister Datuk Sri Fadila Yusof to monitor and coordinate all development projects for Sabah and Sarawak, including the implementation of uh, the Pan Borneo Highway, and that the government has also approved a total of 17 border projects, with eight in Sabah costing over 82 million, nine in Sarawak costing over 88 million, all of which are set to commence soon. So that was all the questions that were asked to Prime Minister Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim today at the Day One Rakyat. Uh, there was a big focus actually on foreign investments, and we'd like to hear from you. Do you think the government is doing enough to attract foreign investments into the country? And uh, we've asked this before, but how has the depreciating ringgit against the US dollar affected you? That number to call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. So moving on, Hululangat MP Mohamed Sani Hamzan wanted to know whether the Higher Education Ministry plans to build more TVET centres specifically for students with disabilities after they graduate from secondary school. So Datuk Mohamed Yusuf Abdal, Deputy Minister of Higher Education, replied that the ministry is studying the need to increase the capacity of TVET programmes uh, specifically for people with disabilities at polytechnics and community colleges. Selain daripada itu, untuk makluman yang berhormat, pihak Kementerian Pendidikan Tinggi kini sebenarnya turut kerjasama dengan Kementerian Pendidikan dan Kementerian Pembangunan Wanita, Keluarga dan Masyarakat untuk meneliti keperluan meningkatkan kapasiti program TVET bagi OKU di Politeknik dan College Community. Ini turut dilakukan dengan mengambil kira kesediaan ruang tenaga, kesediaan ruang tenaga pengajar, Serta kelangsungan hidup mereka setelah tamat pengajian. Terima kasih.
He also added that the Higher Education Ministry currently offers a total of 13 programs at the certificate level specifically for people with disabilities through the polytechnics and community colleges. Let us know, what do you think about this? Should more programs be offered to students with disabilities? And will this help encourage their opportunities for growth? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. So following this, Dr. Sri M. Saravanan, former Minister of Human Resources, had a question about the current status of implementation for e-wages. Um, and while the Deputy Minister gave a brief response, Saravanan wasn't satisfied and actually pushed for a clearer statement from the Human Resources Ministry. It is an issue. 14 March, yang berhormat jawab, kita sedang berbincang dengan KDN dan keuangan. Tetapi hari ini saya lihat satu jawapan yang jauh berbeza daripada apa yang telah dijanjikan. All we need bukan MGM yang berhormat. Nota kabinet untuk maklumkan berapakah charge untuk melaksanakan itu je masalah. Itu yang ditangguhkan, bukan kelulusan ditangguhkan. Ada soalan-soalan. Soalan bila akan diimplementasi? Responding to this, Deputy Minister of Human Resources, uh, Mustafa Sakmut, said the implementation of the e-wages system needs to be refined and discussed again with stakeholders and that his ministry needed time to basically do that, to conduct research and further discussions with relevant parties, including Bank Negara Malaysia. Kita telah berbincang tentang isu ini dengan uh, stakeholder, termasuk Bank Negara. Dan Bank Negara pun memberi pandangan, pandangan supaya uh, perlu diteliti Jadi itu yang mungkin uh, Memerlukan masa Tapi mungkin kita boleh ambil kira lah Pandangan daripada Yang Bermatapa Selaku mantan menteri Untuk kita teruskan Apa yang telah dibincangkan sebelum ini Dan untuk tindakan selanjutnya that was Deputy Minister of Human Resources, Mustafa Sakmut. And that's all for updates from the Day One Rakyat today. Uh, some of the topics that came up, over 200 billion ringgit worth of investments, um, investment commitment by foreign investors from China, the US and the UAE, uh, as well as reducing our trade dependency on the US dollar so as to address the impact of the ringgit's depreciation. We also heard about the need to increase the capacity of TVET programs so that students with disabilities um, can uh, take up courses in polytechnics and community colleges. And finally, we heard about the e-wages system needing to be refined uh, with stakeholders before being implemented. If you have thoughts on these, send them through. You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Be free-minded. BFM 89.9. It is just coming up to 5.39. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. So on Pope Pope Parliament, we heard about a number of different things. Um, firstly, on uh, foreign investments, particularly from China, uh, the US and UAE. We also heard about de-dollarization um, as the PM spoke about reducing our trade dependency on the US dollar, um, as well as a call to increase the capacity of our TVET programs so as to include students with disabilities. So, 
If you'd like to weigh in on any of these, keep your thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So on the topic of um, TVET, uh, particularly for students with disabilities, we have this from Cheryl. Cheryl says, as of today, there are only four um, sekolah menengah vocational pendidikan khas in the whole nation of Malaysia. At least every state should have one, and even that tak cukup. That sums up the dire need of facilities for OKU students here and now the government is talking about TVET centres, please ensure that the basic need is being fulfilled first. I mean, uh, yeah. I would like to say, Cheryl, that the hope is that we can always do more than one thing at the same time. But I understand that the question is always whether or not there is enough money to go around. And uh, and if given the choice, then yes, I would say that we need to ensure better accessibility first and foremost. Actually, what Cheryl's message uh, speaks to is really that on a number of fronts, there are just not enough... Um, care or opportunities provided for um, what our students with disabilities, uh, beginning from the foundational level all the way up to, um, because TVET, obviously the, the the intention behind it was that it would increase their opportunities post-secondary school. But what Cheryl's message indicates is, well, first we need to get them there before TVET, something like TVET can come in. Yeah, because the, the point that we're making is higher education, right? Yes. Or at least some form of higher education. Anyway, keep your thoughts coming. You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.